So for those of you listening, you're keeping it real with Khadija as always. And today I have the amazing Catherine Turner. If you don't know her, she's a serial mumpreneur, despite the fact that she doesn't really like the word. And um, <laughs> she's in property. She has a wonderful VA business called the Viva Club where I am a customer and I got my VA through Catherine Turner. So thank you for coming on, Catherine. Welcome. Thank you very much. Live audience. Love it. This is the fun of the live audience. Yeah, yeah. It's all good. We'll let it in. Yeah. Yeah. Get loads of applause. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. It's all good. Cool. Uh, I usually give you an extra intro to fair before... Like, I'll do an intro separately, but hey, We've I love that one. Now. That was beautiful. YOLO. Thank you. You're Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Absolutely appreciate it. Um, so I've, I kind of got to know you because when I reached, we've been chatting a little bit before last year, and then I really felt like our podcast episode um, that we did really started the kind of friendship. Off I know. And um, yeah, kind of started it all off. So yeah. it's, it's cool that we're here a year later. And we're, I know. Yeah. And we nice. did it in, a, in an empty room, which is now a 40 grand plus studio at Progressive <laughs> HQ. So yeah, that was the budget version. And now yeah. the elaborate version. The elaborate right version here. is now there yeah. that we've just done a tour of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So one of the things we want to share with... Uh, the live audience in front of us is about getting guests, which kind of works quite nicely as we're both here as guests, guests. on each other's podcasts. Yeah. See what we did there? Yeah. See what we did there? And, and also just kind of talk about the podcasting journey, how we go about interviewing. As probably everyone can tell already, it's just a bit free flow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, Khadija's got a clipboard in front of her with some scary questions for the yes-no game. These later are the yes-no game. For, oh. for everybody that listens to my podcast, there's two things that I'm going to ask Catherine. If she could be any animal, what would they be? And play the yes-no game. I was so literally she, thinking about the animal thing last night. Yeah, she's got, yeah, I shouldn't tell people because they've got time to think about it. But the yes-no game, she has no time to to think about and it's going to be off the cuff so I have a clipboard here thanks Sarah for the paper um it's all good yes so free flow yeah um so I kind of want to ask you because you've had some pretty awesome guests already um when did you launch by the way your podcast first of September boom (laughs) ah my anniversary, nice one, yeah, of course. Oh, and your, yes, your lovely launch you party. Away. I was away, I couldn't come. I know. Yeah. I'd have been there otherwise. Yeah. And so you've had some epic guests already. Mm. What can you say about getting those guests? How easy, how hard? How did you do it? Was it you? Was it the VA? No, it was never me. Never me. Yeah. Shh. Sorry, Jess, I love you, but it weren't me. It wasn't um, me. I wasn't got me? my VA. The wonderful Janicia, who is based in the Philippines, through Catherine Turner's Viva Club. I plug the Viva Club more often than I plug any of my own businesses. Do you know that? This is a fact. Because I, I think you, it's such a great um, thing to have. If, you can't, if you're not at the point in your business where you can afford to employ someone full time or you want to keep your costs down, a VA based in the Philippines, it helps their economy, I feel. Um, you're paying around £3 an hour, so it's really cost effective. And those tasks that really you wouldn't want to pay anybody a lot of money to send template messages to guests on Instagram. Um, Guess obviously, each of your messages were personally bespokely typed by me. <laughs> That's bullshit. Let's keep it real. Sorry. She's going to take the swear word out because Catherine doesn't have swear words on her podcast, but I do. And everyone knows when you're successful, time is of the essence. And so I don't physically have time to be sitting there copy and pasting and sending things out on Instagram. Um, 
Although Rob Moore did come in today and say that you should handwrite letters to guests, which is a great bit of advice yeah. to give. Um, however, all of my guests thus far have been sourced and invited to come on the show via my virtual assistant. Nice. And then obviously the follow-up conversation is always me. Yeah. Um, but the initial, hey, you know, this is my podcast. And actually, maybe I do need to make them a bit more bespoke moving forward. But so far, so good. I've had some pretty good guests. And that's just been... Throwing enough poo at the wall and hoping someone stick. <laughs> Shouldn't say that really when I'm talking about my guests, but that's no. what's happened. It's basically. a numbers game. That it's a numbers the, game. It's a numbers game. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of something we get, want to get across uh, to everyone that, uh, and and it's also a reminder to myself because if I reach out to one person and that one person says no or no for now or whatever it might be, it's then like. I'm depressed and oh God, and uh, I haven't got anyone and no one's come on a podcast. It's like, you reached out to one person, Catherine. Yeah. And like, yeah. equally, I'm saying, you know, hit the masses, but I don't just ask my VA to message everyone. No. I will stay, say, this is the type of person. So they need to have done this or they need to have achieved this or they need to have been on this. So it's not like, you know, my guests are special because I have selected that genre of person. Um... Equally, there are some other guests, which I know on a more personal level, that I've personally reached out and said, please, can you come on? Or that I really look up to and aspire to. So some have been VA sending out bulk mass messages um, based on the demographic that I have selected. And some have been, I really love this person and I really, you know, look up to them. So I need to personally reach out. So it's a balance, really. Yeah, I, I think probably my method has been similar. Um, at the moment... In terms of guests and, oh, this is so hard. I want to share with everyone live here, but I wanted to keep it on the download for a little bit longer. So we'll see. I'll, I'll share a couple um, <laughs> of how they've kind of come about as well. Because I think it's quite important that it's not everything. So it's great that obviously you're using a template method. And it's so ironic, isn't it? The lady with the Leverage Lifestyle podcast is like, yeah, I've done a lot of them myself. Yeah. But also it's kind of like I've got to show the VA that it might not be one set way that will have the results, but it's like, if I can get some consistent results with a, a method, shall we yeah. say, rather than necessarily like a checklist or a template, but a kind of methodology to it, um, then she can then rinse and repeat that. Um, so yeah, Marjorie's mine. We, we love yeah. our, we love our VAs. Yeah. And so, yeah, my method uh, recently has been, uh, most of my initial ones have been literally people I know, already connected with on social media, but in more than just a, just connect on social media with. So yourself, Rob Moore, um, a lot of my friends in property, all of that. And, and sometimes being asked to be on someone else's. And then we've kind of done a, a quick pro cray like uh, Jay Dillon and things like that. And then recently, uh, and just actually this morning, which is exciting, we, uh, we, I, reached out to Neville Wright, who again, we both know, and ha yeah. he's done an interview for you as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he is the renowned founder of Kitty Care, uh, sold it for 70 million back in 2011. And literally, I've been here training podcasters of the future and say, and literally having to think, okay, Catherine, you, you're saying all these things, but when did you last do them yourself? Mm. And so one of the breaks when the production team were here, I went into one of the other rooms and I just started messaging people. And one of them was Neville. Uh, he lives close by. And I said, I don't know if you happen to be around this time or this time, 
No, I didn't think I ever said it. I said, I'm up here the next few days. Let me know if you're free. He gave a couple of times. One of them have to be the time when I'm not needed uh, to train at that particular time. And we made it happen. It was this morning yeah. and it was incredible. And yeah, I was just like, he's so knowledgeable, a uh, really great business person. He's leveraged creative systems to obviously sell a business that he started from £300. Did he say to you, I now just buy sheds? That's no, the thing he, he loves to say. He's, every time I see him at event, no, an event, sense. he goes, oh, yeah, we just build sheds. Well, to be fair, we've he got... He downplays a, it. It's not oh, sheds. It's, it's huge really commercial not, units, huge but he calls them events. sheds. It's well, so to be fair, we were chatting so much about kind of business life and he works with his spouse like I do. And so there was lots of ground. So I think we need a part two about property. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I've reached out to, I'm just literally waiting on the date was, uh, hey, it's a year on from when you were on The Apprentice. Yeah. And so I thought, wouldn't it be great to get some current apprentice people on? And so I was like, okay, who's actually nearby to where I live in Essex? And every, I say everyone, a lot of my listeners in my Leverage Lifestyle community were like, oh, if you're going to get anyone from The Apprentice, get Tommy, get Thomas, yeah. get uh, his great banter, all of that. And I was like, okay, I've clearly got to get him then. Yeah. And it was like, well, if he's based in East London, fantastic. It's not yeah. far. And so I just thought, you know what? I'll, um, I'll go on his Instagram. And that does seem to be a key, by the way. Instagram seems to be where actual celebrities or whatever you want to call them, yeah. people who've got some sort of influence or, uh, you know, notoriety. Or LinkedIn for professionals. Yes, like and LinkedIn for professionals, LinkedIn yeah. LinkedIn great, yeah. It's where they actually are hanging out themselves. Yeah. It's not their, uh, not necessarily their VA, but like their management yeah. or a company doing it for them. And so I went and liked his profile. So write this down, because this is a bit of a methodology now. So I went and liked his profile. I liked a couple of his pictures, recent ones. I commented on them. I happened to, he happened to have a story going on. Um, so I'd already DM'd him, but this is before he's accepted me back. So of course that might go into message requests. Mm. So I thought, right, better way, go into his stories. He happened to, funnily enough, uh, <laughs> have a picture of him and Amy Charles, who's mm. been on your podcast, mm. who's at your launch party. And I was like, oh, the only way is Essex. That's where I'm from. Fancy coming on my podcast? And literally the first message back within less than a minute later was, yeah, definitely sounds good. Let I think me know I more. maybe warmed him up for you because I was, maybe watching, so. a, I was watching a program the other day and he came up on, uh, oh, what's the comedian's name with the teeth? Alan Carr? No. Oh, with the teeth? The other one, the young oh, guy. Oh, uh, Rob... Well, um, Beckett. Beckett, yeah. Yeah, so he has a TV program <laughs> with the teeth. Uh, he has a TV program and he was saying, he, he brought up a clip of Tommy. So me and Tommy had already spoke because he knows Amy. Amy said, oh, get Tommy on your podcast, da, da, da. So I'd spoken to him last week about actually getting him to come to one of our events ah. to come and learn how to podcast. So I think he's all into the whole podcasting lingo at the minute. Not that I'm taking it away from you. Bless I'm just you saying, I kind of warmed, warmed him, up. him up into podcasting. Yeah, but that is, it's so simple to do. And I think... Especially people that are on a program like that, the best thing to do, Rob always says, Rob Moore, always says that when a celebrity or somebody posts on Instagram, you want to uh, comment as soon as they've posted. So be one of the first. Now, that doesn't mean spend your entire life sitting there like, oh, when's Victoria Beckham going to post? But I have noticed with people like Dawn Ward, I went to the Real Housewives of Cheshire Gala, um, things like that. As soon as they post, if you're one of the first five comments, they see you more. And if you try to make that a regular thing, just often keep checking when they're posting, what they're doing, what they've put in their story, responding. Once 
once you start to build that up, then when you go and say, hey, would you like to come on my podcast? It's not just some random name that's come out of anywhere. It looks like you're appreciating their content. Yeah. And just like us, celebrities do want people to like their stuff and they do want people to follow their stuff and mm. they do want to receive messages and freebies. And like all of us want to, celebrities are exactly the same. If anything, more so because their whole profession relies on people liking the content they're delivering. Yeah. It depends on people mm. liking them. You're not a celebrity if no one knows about you or if no one wants to listen to you. So actually, you think, oh, well, you know, they've got... Kim Kardashian's got a million odd likes or whatever on that picture. She's got however, hundreds of million people following her on Instagram. But still, you might be that person one day that has commented enough times, that have responded to the story enough times, that before you know it, you know, you've got away and maybe not to Kim Kardashian, but maybe to her PR or whatever. <laughs> well, yeah. that, that's sorry, Alicia. Sorry, Sorry, um, that's what I thought because, like, for instance, she said, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, it's only about this lot. Yeah. That's why, that, you get that's why people like me from The Apprentice. So just so you know, <laughs> on the podcast, Alicia just said, uh, when when a show finishes airing, that person that was on the show, like The Only Way is Essex, for instance, or The Apprentice, needs to stay relevant. And that's so true. That's why I'm here right now. That's why I launched a podcast after my name. Because I was not stupid and I went on every single radio station when I was on the show. And every time I got asked to be in a newspaper or publication, I was like, yes, yes, yes. And Kev Lawrence, who does the Heart Breakfast show, used to do it for Peterborough. Now he's on BBC Radio Cambridgeshire. I'm quite good friends with him now and we always see each other at events. And he said, Khadija, do you know what I love about you? You understand that you only have a small window. And so there's so many people in this day and age fighting to be relevant, fighting to be a celebrity, fighting to be number one podcast, that you do need to keep yourself relevant. And so when people like or follow my stuff or send me a message, I try to respond to all of them because I want them to keep liking my stuff. I want them to keep messaging me because I need to stay relevant to a degree and it's not an ego thing it's if I'm earning 10k plus a month from my podcast and my brand if people start to not know about me or not hear what I've got to deliver I'm not going to earn any money this is my life now this mm. brand is my life and this is my profession and that's like most celebrities so you'd be surprised actually you think oh I'm not a celebrity so celebrities don't want to come on my podcast the reality is a lot of them would want to come on your podcast mm. and they might ask for a small fee 500 pounds a thousand pound two thousand pound but if that's going to put you in the daily mail like it did for me with amy childs or it's going to boost your pr or it's going to mean that other people then want to come onto your podcast then for me it's worth it you know yeah yeah definitely i think one of the things like you said you know it's worth me reaching out to people who uh, are the on the apprentice it works nicely they're leveraging their brand their their personality like life a leverage lifestyle is all about leveraging your time money knowledge brand and talent Knowledge. No, oh, easy for me to say. Oh, I just swallowed my speaker. That's <laughs> uh, all good fun. Uh, so yeah, it, it, so they might not not necessarily have that brand for that long, but so at that time they've got to make the most of it and leverage every possibility. And the the great thing as well is, and um, what I've noticed is people who I reach out to who already have podcasts, and this is again another great tip for anyone looking to reach out to people. And by the way, this doesn't just work for podcasts. If you're writing a book and you need some endorsements on it or, uh, you know, the, the jacket cover on it, if you, uh, I don't know, want someone to come to your event or something like that, this yeah. works the whole time. So again, it's someone who has, you know, got something out there at the time. They want to uh, leverage you, uh, get your knowledge out there. And again, if they've got some sort of podcast, if they've already got a book, if they've got the thing and they're in that industry or that world, where they understand the power of, say, podcasting, the power of getting a book out there, the power of 
running events and things like that, they're more likely to want to come and do the thing that you're offering them. So true. Yeah. Collaborations. Definitely. And same with like, yes, say for example, uh, someone with a, a great big YouTube channel, for example, mm. but they don't have a podcast. How great a collaboration would that be? It's gone because actually you're not then competing in the same space as such, mm. but it's people who already get about branding and using social media and new technologies and everything like that. And so. I love that you said that because with podcasting, I think it's the one thing where really it's not a competition. Mm. On average, the average person is listening to between six to 10 podcasts. So I would hope that if they're listening to Catherine's and I go on Catherine's, they're then going to listen to mine. Podcasting isn't really so dog-eat-dog businessy. It's more like everybody working as a joint collective to get, to get their voice out. It's not always about the analytics or the statistics or who's downloading what. It's about people like Sarah, who's in the room, saying to me, I listened to your HR episode and actually it was really great. Or someone else saying, oh, I listened to your episode with Mark Wright, who won The Apprentice, and I got a lot from it. That, for me, because then it's trickle-down revenue, like Rob Moore says, and eventually, when they've listened to enough episodes of my podcast and my voice and having a platform to tell people what I know... It makes me credible. It then makes them want to work with me, whether that be consulting or mentorship program or a webinar or a toolkit or whatever I've got to offer. And so, I, yeah, the, that's the thing I love most about podcasting. It's not like, oh, I remember when I had my cleaner business and if anybody else had a cleaner business, I scowled at them. How <laughs> dare you have a cleaner business? The cleaning my industry <laughs> is my thing. Yeah, but with podcasting, it's really not like that. Well, not for me anyway. I don't feel like it's like that. There's no, I want to get everybody on so that they could get their voice heard and I could get my voice heard which is why we're doing a hybrid episode now exactly and like the lovely thing this morning with my interview with Neville Wright is the fact that he has a, a book great he's plugging it but actually all the profits from that book go are to going charity. to go to charity mm. so why would I not help him out like that's flipping awesome right? yeah so I just think there's yeah I, I think podcasting is a very natural fit for collaborations yeah and um, and yeah why not to reach out to people so you know just some of the ways I'm getting fun enough my VA to build the list for me more yeah and she has started to reach out to because uh, there was a recent list so it works well for my audience and listeners it's very much about business and there was a top 100 UK business influencers list, for example. Of course, number one is Richard Branson, which, you know, I'm putting it out there. If anyone knows Richard Branson, I can get on a podcast. Yeah. Be my me too, me too. I said it's not competitive, but I want him too. Share him, share him. In my 16K, there we go. So everyone knows someone who yeah, knows no, someone, right? Uh, like, it's just I don't know a person. Well, do you know what? This is this is where I'm not going to say the name yet because I'm not going to jinx and I'm touching wood already. Um, a windowsill that sounded really dodgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're not in the room, that sounds really weird. Just realise that. I'm touching. Uh, oh, awkward. Carry on. <laughs> so PC. I think I'm going to cut that bit out of my podcast, Catherine. I'm sorry, but that's a bit X-rated. You don't like a swear word, but I'm sorry. The language coming out of your mouth is just not appropriate right now. I mean, as in, don't jinx it. That's what I mean. Push your mouth out. That's what okay. the same. <laughs> so funny. So, I'm spinning too far. Thank goodness, again, like we've got a mutual connection with Rob Moore. He's had some flipping awesome guests on his podcast. He is a mentor of mine as well as a, a, a we have a joint venture together. 
and we were sat in a room and I was like, so-and-so's in the UK this month for a big event and I'd love to get him and his wife on the podcast. Um, some of you might work out already who that might be. I'm not going to say anymore. No one say anything. Mm. Um, but uh, he went, yep, here you go. This is the right-hand man. Uh, literally, again, the same happened. I went into the separate room. Uh, this was all literally Neville Wright, um, Prentice from this year, and these flipping business superstars. Uh, was all within the space of one afternoon and evening. And the VIP executive assistant replied back saying, yeah, we'll just confirm timings at the end of this week. Like you're in. And so I'm super excited. So after we finish recording this podcast episode, I will share with people in the room. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But I, I think it's the same person yeah. I've yeah. been speaking to Jamie York about as no, well. No, it's okay. There we go. But so, this is fine. It doesn't matter if you've got... Right? that's the couple of, And it doesn't matter because Rob Moore's had Katie Piper on his podcast. And for a bit, I was like, oh, he's only just had her on his. And I know Lauren Stedman, who was on Strictly with Katie Piper. And I really want Katie Piper on mine. And... There is, I, well. yeah, and there's almost like this etiquette, I think. So, for instance, if you got that person on your podcast, knowing you, I would be waiting a few weeks or maybe a month or so, maybe longer, before I put my episode out. And that is just um, not piss on your bonfire, is that right? <laughs> Shit on your parade? <laughs> Do you want to take both of those out? Are you going to take both of those out? Just not to offend. Too. There's the PC version. Not to offend. Um, tread on toes. Tread on toes. Oh, oh wow. that nah, piss on your bonfire is way better. Um, so not to piss on your bonfire. But that's the point. I ju- yeah, uh, rain on your parade. Shit okay. on your parade. Um, so, yeah. Please don't. Please don't. Don't do that. <laughs> She said, Catherine's so good at this. I'm just like, whatever. Um, no, but but that's the only time I would say in podcasting, just do be a little bit wary. If you want to get the same person that someone else has had, then that's fine. But don't, you know, if you release yours on the Friday, am I going to release mine on the Monday, even if I've pre-recorded it? No. Speak to that person if you know that you're both aiming for the same people, because there are going to be crossover. We are both female entrepreneurs. There's going to be a crossover of people that we want. Equally, if I've interviewed, say, Amy Childs and that came out a few months ago the, the chances are I'm not going to need her or I'm not going to ask her to be on my podcast again so if she's happy to then go on your podcast great that's a referral so just be a bit wary of it you don't want to piss other podcasters off that's not the aim of the game the aim of the game is to help each other and help grow you know yeah. has anyone ever said to Robert I imagine it wouldn't be to Robert has anyone have you ever heard anyone else say to anyone else you nick my content <laughs> you followed me you, you uh... the nicking content no uh, nicking content but you know what I mentioned, yeah, I mentioned, sorry, I mentioned a lot of what Rob teaches me, but I always say my mentor Rob Moore told me this. Or if I've spoken to Neville Wright and he's given me some advice, Neville Wright told me this, Amy Child said this, Katie Price said that. So I'm always like saying what they said. I definitely do use things that other people have said because that is how I learn. I'm learning every day from things Catherine's told me or, or Tony Gargan or someone else has taught me something. So I think it's a compliment to mention their content in my podcast as long as I'm saying you know I'm not trying to say if you don't risk anything you risk everything that's my phrase by the way I just created that because we all know for a fact that Rob Moore teaches everybody that so I can use that I'm going to say as my mentor Rob Moore says if you don't risk anything you risk everything and Rob says the same thing he uses a lot of his content is quotes from his mentors or people he looks up to as long as you're naming 
who who said that quote, then you're fine. Use that as your content. Just make sure you name it. And again, I think like you'll do your own take on it because how I see that quote or that piece of learning and how I then implement it or take it or morph that content. So it might be inspired by maybe one person and then maybe I'd give that reference that they inspired me to do this episode and I've done that before and I've recorded an episode and it was inspired by just one person talking about one thing and then I kind of ran with it. If it's been inspired by about three different things I've heard in that one week, then it's like, well, whose was it at that point? So I'll probably mention I was inspired by about three things and what it was, but then what I'm now talking about is my own because it's my own interpretation of more than one thing. Like, you know, so it becomes like that. And uh, I was listening to something the other day, someone's Facebook Live, and it was like, I can't remember the end of the quote, but it's something like there's no original thoughts anymore. Yeah, I was just going to say, you can't copyright knowledge. No. You can't, like, if I heard somebody say something, and, and like Catherine said, it's your interpretation, you can't copyright, you know, that's not yours to own, that's just something that's, uh, and one, at one point in your life, you probably would have learnt it, it's just that you learnt it at this moment, so you really can't copyright it, you know, so, um, yeah, I think, pay respect, pay your respects. I'm just wondering what the chitter chatter is going on in the room, Sarah, you naughty students. I'm very sorry, but it was positive that one. Oh, let's hear back. We have naughty students in the room, by the way, whispering. Can you, tell, can you tell that I got thrown at a minute? Yeah, can you guys stand outside the room, please? That's why you work with the naughty kids. Get your pad out, I want you to write lines. I will not interrupt Khadija and Catherine again. Over and over and over again. What was it? What were you talking about? Because obviously we'd done a podcast last night and we were just saying... Like we questioned ourselves if it was any good or any bad. And I should be watching this, and I really like what I'm seeing. Oh, thanks. Which is cool. Cheers. And what Sarah said is, this is exactly what we done last night. Yes. Good. Like, yes. the, yeah. And we were just validating ourselves against your wonderful expertise. Yeah. So. Catherine's just listening to herself. Yeah. Because. Oh. Wow. Oh. Oh no! That means I'm probably not recording. I'll play back. Did you no. lock the uh, button? You didn't do a lock. So, for the purpose on my H1N, <laughs> this is what can happen when you F up a podcast recording. I've done it, Catherine's done it, we've all done it. You either forget to press record, your batteries run out. Um, yeah, with Linda Plant, I was trying to video record and we spoke and did our intro for about 10 minutes and then I realised that I wasn't recorded on video so at the end I had to ask her to do the whole intro again, which was really <laughs> awkward. Um, so if you are thinking of launching a podcast, as we've just realised... You know, that's what I kept like looking in the back and saying, oh, I better just check that it's still recording. Yeah, it's all OK. That was a bum di- butt dial. That was. It was I've, a butt dial. I've, to done, the, I've done the whole button now. Um, no, but that's true. The whole point of a podcast, and I think what people like to listen to, the difference between a podcast and radio. I like radio. I like listening to Greg James. I like listening to Nick Grimshaw. I like them because they're real. When they do things like innuendo bingo or they're talking about this. But uh, I've done a bit of training in the radio with BBC Radio Cambridgeshire since the show. And there is a structure. And there's certain things that you can say, certain things you can't say. You have to do loads of training. Um, you know, what's PC, what's not PC. The best thing about a podcast is you can say whatever the F you want. And if you don't like it after, like that little Simon always tells me off because he says, why do you always go so high, pitch? I don't know why I do that. So if I wanted to take that out, we'll just take that out in the Queen edit. Beyonce. But if I want to keep it in because I'm like Queen B, aka Beyonce, then I'll keep it in. You know. So the the thing, the reason people listen to podcasts is because they are authentic, because they're genuine, because we just effed up with the podcast. Recording.
recorded because yep. I said a few swear words that Catherine doesn't like because she's going to take them out of her edit and I'm going to add more in my edit. <laughs> so, you know, that's the that's the thing. People are listening to Catherine for a certain reason and they're listening to me for a certain reason. So as long as it's authentic and it's natural and you're not trying to chuck swear words in because you think you're cool with the kid, down with the kids, down with the kids. Down with the kids. I do think I'm down with the kids, but Cool's not cool anymore. Um, yeah, K-O-O-L. Um, but just be yourself. Like, keep it real with Khadija. Plug. Leverage your lifestyle. Plug. Like, just be yourself. Be and yourself. that's what's going to sell, really. Yeah. 100%. 100%. We should, we should probably do some more content that we're meant to do as well for, for everyone here. But And I think it'll be good content for our listeners as well. So one of the things, again, if you're wanting to get into the world of finding guests, finding people for your event, finding people to write your book, write, finding people for your podcast, because everyone wants a podcast now because we're doing podcasts and you're listening to podcasts and love podcasts. I think in our defence, Rob went through this a lot and so did uh, Tom, to be fair, about collaborations and sending uh, written letters Lovely. and things. I'll just shut up. So, yeah. I don't need anyone. No, it's fine. It's I think good. we could just have fun because all, right, all, the, have fun. all the hardcore content's been delivered. All right, darling. No? no worries. Do you all know how to, to get guests on your thing now? Yeah? yeah. Shout them out to me. How? How to get guests as on your thing, on your podcast. Child slave library. Yeah. Send handwritten letters out, yes. How else would you get guests on your podcast? Through Instagram. Instagram. LinkedIn, LinkedIn, social media. Either get a VA to do it or do it yourself. Yeah. And I'm conscious as well. Or start doing we... it yourself a bit and then hand over to the VA. Yeah. The, the crazy thing is, I was, I was mentioning, um, I think I mentioned to you guys recently, that everyone thinks that it's my VA anyway now. Oh, yeah. So I get a bit disappointed when it's like, oh, yeah, thanks, Catherine's VA. I'm like, no, no it's, it's Catherine. Me. I had oh, that. Oh, OK, whatever. Yeah. Actually, Sarah, it, it was with Sarah. It was some weird thing where Zoe I... Zoe emailed you and then you emailed back and then I picked up an email back and you went, thanks, Zoe. I'm like, no, yeah. it's not Zoe, it's me. Yeah, <laughs> there was a whole weird thing. Yeah. And there I, you go. I, I'm not sure what just happened. Yeah. Who's so, who now? What's going on? Yeah, probably shouldn't do that. Shouldn't get it's involved. Cool. Just leave it to Zoe to do it. But I was like, no, Sarah, hey. Hey. So I can't really do uh, then. I'm just going to go off, off piste here then. Um, so for my listeners who listened to our episode a year ago, and if you haven't, go back and listen to that. And then this will hopefully make, make even more sense. Uh, what's changed in a year? I don't have a cleaner business anymore. Boom. Boom. She's sacked, she sacked that white off. Um, no, I snuck. Alan Sugar made me not want to have a cleaner business anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he said, no, Khadija, I don't want to invest in your cleaner business, I thought, he's a pretty clever man. He's a billionaire. Maybe I should listen to him. Um, no, I slogged my guts out for four and a half years, and I'm very proud of what I achieved. I went from £20, um, me and my daughter in a three-door polo cleaning houses, to having... 25 plus staff, six figures, and you know, the world knowing. And I still get messages now. People go, Khadija, does your cleaning team cover this area? Or uh, can you help me with this? What I have used is my knowledge of the cleaning industry to create a manual on serviced accommodation cleaning because serviced accommodation is a big thing. Mm -hmm. There's so many people in that industry, but a lot of hosts don't understand the cleaning side of it or they've never cleaned the apartments themselves. So now I, um, I create a manual and I help and mentor and consult businesses in scaling and growth. The margins of a cleaner business are low. Mm -hmm. um, you could charge £15 an hour. Once you've paid your staff, if they're employed, uh, you're looking at around £10 something with uh, holiday pay and all that. Yep. And then you've got to think about the products and then location and travel. I had some drama with HMRC, which is on another episode uh, about travel pay. And so it got to the point where I felt like, what on earth am I doing? I'm working 
like a dog for mm. minimal margins. I'm hardly paying myself. And I got to the point where I watch people like Rob and I watch other entrepreneurs and I think there is a smarter way to do business. And now I use my skills that I've learned and employment tribunals that I've been through and HMRC drama that I've had. And I use all of that knowledge to help others to prevent them from going through the same shit, basically. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that's what I do. And, and you know what? That was a big decision for me in mm. January because I was known as the cleaning girl. In my living room, and I'll send you a picture, I have a portrait from here to here that I got on the You're Fired show, an oil painting. It's not an oil painting, it's Photoshop or whatever. And it's me dressed in, ooh, in armour. Uh, with a duster and cloths, and I got given to it. I got given it by Linda Plant on the You're Fired show, and uh, and it's up in my living room, pride of place, and I will always keep it there because I'm proud of what I did, and I would definitely encourage other cleaning business owners to thrive but there needs to be certain things that they need to do and I just got to the point where I lost love for it but I do sometimes think I could start another cleaning business right now and I would know exactly how to do it the right way and everything I've learned in the last four years I could implement and make it so much simpler and if you get big construction contracts you can be earning big money to be fair 25 30 pound an hour pay your staff 10 11 12 pound you can make the margins I just got to the point where I was exhausted and I didn't want to keep doing it. And that's okay. That's okay to hold your hands up and say that. Um, And I just use the knowledge now to earn money in other ways. That's cool. And I think so many people, uh, I was listening again to a few podcasts recently where I think someone, there might have even been Rob saying like your first business is very unlikely to be the business that you're running five, ten. Yeah, it won't be your last business, that's for sure. Probably won't be the thing you finish with. Uh, And so I think... To hear that, maybe when you are starting a business, it kind of gives you, I don't want it to be a get out of jail free card, no. but also that it takes some pressure off. Yeah. It doesn't have to be all or Perfect. Nothing. Yeah. And then, and, but then there's the shiny penny syndrome, so you do have to be careful. I slogged my guts out. We were finalists for the NatWest Great British Entrepreneur Awards. I won Business Person of the Year in the Stamford and Rutland Mercury newspaper. I won multiple other awards. I was a finalist at Women Leaders. I was in articles. I was in local press. My cleaning business was eco-friendly. We had electric cars. Like, you name it, I did it. I had my own brand of products, everything. I, I didn't have the shiny penny syndrome. I stuck at something for four and a half years. Mm. And then I thought, okay, I've got this platform. Now's the time for me to utilize. And I'm the happiest I've ever been. Cool. So I would say definitely if you think your love's not in it, but your love's not always going to be in it. My love wasn't in it from the beginning. My daughter was born unwell and, and, and I just Googled a cheap business to start. You don't have to be like, wake up every morning and that's your blood and your passion and you're this and you're that. Like, that's bullshit. Some days you're going to hate your business, you know? And like, I would go out with the cleaning team, dropping them off to jobs, doing my marketing and responding to emails on my laptop. I had a Renault traffic at one point. There was like a 12-seater van and little old me was driving around dropping all these girls. What a stupid idea. But I did it. And so I, there's things that I've learned through that that I speak to entrepreneurs now and they have no idea how to do their accounts, how to sort payroll, how to market their business, how how to do this and I know it all because I did it all by you myself you know yeah. so you know there's got to be it's not lost balance yeah no loss as well yeah. so I and like say you're essentially leveraging yes. all your knowledge and what you've platform. gained yeah and the platform and the brand you created off The Apprentice to create what you do now in terms of your app the Keep It Real Khadija yeah. consultancy all of that stuff yeah great stuff nice yeah woo Thanks. <laughs> Love it. Nice one. Thanks, guys. There you go. Trying my best. Cool. Maybe I'll set up a cleaning business in another year. We'll see. <laughs> nah. I get bored. I'm um, just bouncing off of that and I'm taking action straight away. Since Tommy was already 
a contact. I yeah. just told him I'm looking forward to his lifestyle leverage and asking him when I can do one with him. Hey, go okay. on. I'm just reaching out to um, Scarlett, the woman in Yale. Scarlett Horton. Yeah. She's, yeah. She's, um, she's determined to do an event in Sutton. There you go. In my so I just thought I'd uh, tell her I'm Boom. being trained by Kajiga. Yes. And, um, <laughs> Let me get on mine first. God's sake, Andy. Ah. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Give, Give me the I'll referral. You yeah, you thank go. you very much. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> cool. Um, so I can't remember if I asked you this a year ago. I really should have listened to the podcast before <laughs> coming to do this one. Um, <coughs> Sorry, guys. I've got a chest infection whilst recording this. That's I know. Why. Bless her. Um, take him on for the team. I am. And so I kind of want to ask you now, because it might be different. If you had a magic wand, what would be the one thing in the world, one problem, challenge, whatever, one problem in the world that you'd fix and why? War in Libya. Mm, okay. Because, random question, you weren't expecting me to be so deep, were you? <laughs> Basically. I never so, know where the answer is going to go on this question. No, That's why I Or with me, because I'm very spontaneous. Unpredictable. <laughs> um, uh, well. Basically, I uh, have never met my biological dad. He's Libyan. So he left when I was six weeks old and went back to Libya. And then my mum remarried when I was six months old. And so the man who was a great dad to me, Hakim, is Moroccan. And up until I was about uh, 13, 14, I didn't know any difference. So I didn't know I had a different dad. I had the same surname, Khadija Abu Saif. A lot of people from school knew me as that. And then when I was 17, I had to get my driving licence and my mum hadn't changed things by depot. So I then became Khadija Khalifa, which honestly sometimes feels a bit weird when people go, oh, you've got such a cool name, because I don't know the man that is Khalifa. Um, but... When I was younger, when I was asked, do you ever want to meet your real dad? I had this, I'm really close with my dad. So I had this like, no, I've got a dad. I don't need another dad, da, da, da. Um, but as I've got older and I've got kids now, especially when doctors and stuff ask you the health questions, mm -hmm. does anybody in your family have this? And then there's I a whole side of your, of your being mm, that you don't know. And there's certain yeah. things I clash with my mum and things. And I think, oh, is that because I'm more like my dad or is that... So... There is always a part of me, and my mum says she's going to put me on that show. What is it, when Holly Willoughby, when you find your long-lost father? Oh, OK, yeah, 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 yeah Oh, yeah. God, don't, another show. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she, uh, she says she wants me to go on that because often I do think, with all the war and stuff that happened, and, and I used to watch it on the news, and even though I don't know anybody or I don't know any family, I feel this, like, gut-wrenching feeling, mm. like that could have been me because the story is when I was six weeks old, they went to court and he tried to get custody of me and okay. he lost. So often when I hear of things like about Brexit or about, oh, this is my country, people should be able to come in X, Y and Z. <laughs> I think I could have been a Muslim girl in Libya with limited opportunity, not much resource. Would I ever have had the opportunity to go on The Apprentice or to give my kids the life that I can now give them? No. Yeah. And so I have this thing inside that I'm very grateful for the life that I have, yeah. westernised life, mm. and I hate the whole barrier of world. I think yeah. humanitarianism is stronger, and that this planet was not created by any being that is here, whether you believe in God or not, it wasn't created by us, so it's not for us to say you that's travelling over the channel to try and come and live here shouldn't be here because who the fuck says it's your country anyway, you know? And mm. that just pisses me off a little bit because I could have been that girl in Libya travelling over on a boat trying to better my life and luckily I'm not but it just yeah I could get really passionate about this topic and this is the first time I've ever 
really, this is an exclusive, really gone into it because I am by blood half Libyan and there's a lot of shit going on in that country and that could have been me and it's yeah. not. And so, yeah, if I, could, if I could stop one thing, it would be war in any country, but particularly Libya. Beautiful. So it's, it's so interesting because for a long time, uh, I had this, essentially what I used to say to people around anyone who would have issues with immigrants of any sort, illegal, yeah. non-illegal, whatever, yeah. um, of being like, well, aren't we just lucky that we aren't at civil war? Oh, yeah. Like, we have gone through civil war, like, obviously, way back in time. But you're just like, wouldn't it be amazing that there's a country out there who would take you in and look after you and give you a home and some shelter and things? Like, that's, that's pretty cool, right? But also, what human thinks that that's significant that it's up to you to decide who comes here? Well, or who goes there? I'm or, all, like, the yeah, whole yeah. thing, like, pisses yeah. me off. You know, like, who the hell said you, Boris Johnson, can say who or who cannot <laughs> come the fuck come here? Like, it's not your planet. Did yeah. you go and put every little bit of rock down there to make this planet? No. So don't... Yeah, do, OK, I get it. We don't want to invite every mass murderer for every country <laughs> to come here. Yeah, come and kill us all. No, there's got to be some kind of safety guards. But when... You know, it's people coming over because they're fleeing countries of war because it's that or they're dead. Like, have a bloody heart, for God's sake, yeah. you know? And that's just, yeah, I'm going to have a little Khadija's rant. Sign up to my Patreon yeah. and you can get <laughs> Khadija's rants on all things ethical. <laughs> there we go. So, wow. exactly, we're just as bad. So, uh, yeah. this took, uh, took a, a turn. crazy you turn, You weren't expecting didn't it? that, no, but this, really this is the best thing about podcasts. It could get a bit deep. And I said, actually, the other day about light and shade. That's exactly what we've done in this episode. It was light, it was light, now it's dark let's bring it light again let's bring it light again yeah bring it up cool okay well they're kind of my two questions that i love to ask did i i must have asked you about leveraged lifestyle what does it mean to you now because i know you've done some more leveraging do you want the real honest answer yeah keeping it real keeping it real doing and getting paid for it (laughs) (laughs) and the fact that you now got a va and then let's do let's do a let's do a yeah let's do a pc version Khadija, uh, what does it mean to you to have a leveraged lifestyle? Um, it mean, le- Having a leveraged lifestyle means to me doing minimal work and earning maximum money. And uh, before, four years ago, when I was driving around in that Renault traffic, doing everything on my laptop and delivering, or, uh, you know, delivering, <laughs> delivering, dropping all these ladies to go and do cleaning jobs and then picking them up, I thought that was how you're supposed to work. Mm. And then now, four, four and a half years on, I'm like, hold on a hot second. This is not being an entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur is not waking up, doing every single thing myself, going to bed and earning minimal money. Being an entrepreneur actually is doing going to speak for an hour at a corporate event and getting paid £1,500. Or being on a mentee call uh, once a week and helping them and giving them enough value that they want to pay me £800 a month. That is being an entrepreneur, being smart about it and earning maximum money. Also, knowing your worth I think when I was delivering everybody, uh, delivering everybody, dropping everybody, <laughs> delivering everybody, dropping everybody to their jobs, I didn't value myself. Yeah. I just thought of myself as the driver that needed to get them to their jobs. Really what I was was the CEO. Yeah. I was the owner of the business and yeah. I didn't look at myself like that. Now, if there's certain jobs that need doing that I don't want to do because I know my time is best spent doing something else that's going to earn me money, then I do have an au pair. And, I mean, that's very cringy for me to say because... I've always had a problem growing up with nothing with, I don't know, I always thought 
posh people were a bit pretentious and <laughs> they'll look down their nose at me. So for me to say the word au pair is quite cringy for me. But actually, it helps my life. Mm -hmm. And she really is a member of the family. And same with my VA. You know, I know she's got children, so I'll give her a bonus at the end of the month or I'll help her. Equally, she helps me so I can make more money. So leverage to me is doing the minimal but getting the maximum return. Cool. Nice one. I mean, our sound bite. Love it. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, okay. I also heard someone say um, that if you take on outsource and you do everything, you're saying your time is only worth £10 an hour. Exactly that. And yeah. you need to read Rob Moore's book, and I know I sound like a whoopie-doo fan, but I'm worth more is literally, literally that and life leverage changed my life because I used to think I'm not going to... I never, ever understood why people paid for a mentor. That's the honest truth. Five years ago, I thought, why would I pay someone £1,000 a month to just talk to me? I don't get it. This is me keeping it real. This is what I do on my podcast, Keep It Real with Khadija. <laughs> um, I literally didn't get it. And now, earlier, when you said, Alicia, that you were struggling with how to get stuff done, the first thing I said to you is, do you have a mentor? Oh, you don't? Okay, you need one. I'm an advocate for mentorship now. When five years ago, I thought, I'm not giving someone a £1,000 to just talk to me on the phone. And so the, your, as your entrepreneurial <laughs> journey progresses, you start to think a different way to how you did as a startup. When you're a startup, you're trying to collect costs. And what do they say in network marketing and things? Like, if you don't spend money, you won't make money. And I thought that was a load of BS, but it really isn't. If you keep, if you sit on the pennies and you're always like, oh no, I can't, I can't. If you know for a fact that you're going to get a return on your investment and you count how long you think it's going to be before you get that return on investment and you calculate it and you make sure you're not just spending freely, that you've really thought about it, there is my uh, mentees, for instance. One of them, I've just got into 400 Holland Barrett stores, actually 400 plus Holland Barrett stores in February. And they pay me a monthly retainer. And that monthly retainer isn't cheap, about three grand, three and a half grand a month. But if I've just got you your business turnover from 41 grand a year to over 400K a year, because I got you into that, the monthly retainer is worth it. Your return on investment is worth it. So for me now, that's how I think. If I'm going to pay somebody three grand a month, I need to know. What, and the, you're going to be bitten. I paid admin, uh, lead generating and stuff, and I never saw the return. And you kind of have to just write off the money in your head. And it's really annoying when you don't have the money. At that point, I wasn't even paying myself. And I've given someone a thousand pounds to generate leads. And then they've done nothing. And then I'm wondering, like, what, what have I done, you know? And you can argue it, but you don't get your money back and blah, blah, blah. But those things, when that shit messes up, you will learn so much more. Rob says, if you don't earn, you learn. I promise you, I have learned more from effing up than I have from succeeding. And that's the truth. When I've lost money because I made stupid decisions or I did this or HMRC, the whole thing with HMRC, literally, I didn't sleep for like two months. And still now, it like niggles me because I, everything I did in that business, I did wholeheartedly and honest and truthfully. And for someone to investigate me and make me feel like I've done something wrong broke my heart. But how many other businesses can I help now prevent getting into that mess? Yeah. So many. So it's a shit situation at the time, but after what you've learned and what you can help others with is worth it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I'm we weren't very business. Oh, yeah. Questions wise. I'm, get, I'm getting really okay. scared. Okay. No, let me ask you a question as well. So okay, you have done. two children. Yeah. Yes. How old's your littlest? Oh, yeah, because I was pregnant last time. Pregnant. Wasn't I? That's, yeah. what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> there we go, no? So, how's life now it's with very two? Very pregnant, actually. I just suddenly realised, like, the yeah. date we did it. Yeah, okay. I was like three weeks off giving birth. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, so, life with two is absolutely mental. 
And so I've had to leverage more. Uh, they're both at nursery now. Um, Milo is going to be a year old on I the love 8th that of name. December. Mm. Milo with a Y. Yeah. Just to be a bit quirky. Yeah. You know, why not? And the relationship they have is awesome. So I'm so glad I did do it kind of back to back pretty much. Um, but it does mean that 14 and a half months um, age gap is quite intense. Um, <laughs> but I think that will kind of leverage itself later on as well because they'll kind of take care of each other and look after each other and be that kind of support system for each other as well. Uh, that's my hope. I mean, anyway. I would love to say that, but mine are five and three and they argue like cat and dog, so... Maybe like boy and girl might be a slightly different. I mean, yeah. I don't you know, can, I you can, you can delude yourself. I can delude myself. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely had to be more efficient, more productive in my time. And I was uh, chatting with some of the group yesterday about the fact that I don't... Essentially, my businesses are all operated without me now. Mm. Like I started them all, but they don't operate. And so for me, my time, where I spend my time, is being essentially the voice right now in mm. the, uh, the podcast, Leverage Lifestyle. It's doing the videos. It's being, this is where I do respond on social media, more me than probably my VA at the moment, because like, that's me. I am the face and voice and of, brand. of the brand. Mm. So um, people know about the Viva Club because kind of they go, oh, Catherine turns the Viva Club. Like it's not the Viva, like it's, it's kind of synonymous. And so I'm trying to give that over as much as possible to the VAs and to Mary who runs the Viva Club. But of course people will still message me. So it's like, well, why would I not message back? And yeah. um, so I've got a lot better at using voice memo on, <laughs> a, on a WhatsApp, just because when you've got kids crawling all over you, you can't quite type the same way, but you can still kind of sometimes get a yeah. voice memo out and... Um, yeah, you should have a kid crying in the background or start going, mummy, mummy, mummy. But yeah. hey, uh, yeah, so it's fun. It's crazy. It's a little bit mental. I've just had to say no to more stuff. Um, my VA found a really great uh, like quote or how to look at November uh, and like say no to kind of the rubbish and the stuff that you don't need and mm. all that. Because I'm a very much a people pleaser. I like to say yes all the time. And I used to be like that. Kind of having the kids has maybe go, do you know what? I don't My wanna... time with them, especially at this age, is so precious. Mm. I love what I do uh, in terms of training and speaking. And it kind of lights me up, fuels me up. And then I go back home to the kids and I'm like a different woman. And my husband actually last night said to me, Steve, he said, uh, oh, I love that conversation we had the other night. So thank you guys, everyone who's in the room with us here live. Because um, he was like, yeah, you're so fired up. And we were coming up with everyone's concepts for their podcasts and and yeah, we had some awesome moments in the room. Yeah. And so I was just feeding that back to him and he's like, oh yeah, that, that's cool. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's fun. So you've got to have that time as well. Yeah. This is one of the things I've kind of been saying to a lot of mums that are me and parents and stuff that you've still got to have some new time. You've got to go, like I've got to go and be Catherine again. Uh, Do you take your mom. kids to work with you? Uh, I don't at the moment only because- You're here. <laughs> I'm here. Uh, and they would distract you completely and we'd never get anything done. Um, but yeah, I mean, today, like, for example, I'm here, um, you know, I'm kind of working, delivering and they're back at home with daddy and they've gone to the park and it's cool. And I've had little messages and pictures and they've been to the library and that's yeah. fantastic. So they don't need me all the time. And I think that's quite healthy as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of learning that. But um yeah, I keep thinking, do I need to know pair? Obviously, they're at nursery two days a week, so we'll see. We'll I've got see. a great agency. There we go. So there we go. Perfect. This is all about connections. So one thing we do on my podcast, and I ask everyone <laughs> this, and I get some very funny answers. Please, you're not allowed to say eagle, because everyone says an eagle. 
If you could be any animal, what animal would you be? I did have a little think about this. But not, it, not eagle, because Rob Moore no. was eagle, everyone's eagle. Why is everyone eagle? That's oh, they want to shit on everyone and fly highest <laughs> and all that stuff. Like, no, we don't want an okay. eagle, something different. Do you know what I came up with? And it's a probably, like, kind of too obvious, but a cat. And like my, I, the only way I like my name shortened is to cat, like C-A-T. And it oh. makes, makes kids laugh because they're like, like the animal. Yeah. But everyone spells it with a K and I'm like, no, with a C, like the animal. Yeah. And so I was thinking about why I like cats. And that's kind of the only pet I've ever had, really. And I love them because they will come and give you love when you need them. And they will be lovely and help you along and give you that little boost but they still want to be independent and free and have choice and they go and do the kind of the things they like you know kind of in the night or you know they're on their time yeah yeah um and they've kind of got their own like boss and attitude and i love that about cats like you, they've well, what got color? Such a... what color okay so i used to have a tortoise shell and she was gorgeous mm. uh called sabrina and like the witch <laughs> teenage witch okay everyone thinks it was after the teenage witch who was it after there's a film called sabrina as well oh there's a film called not the teenage witch sabrina oh. different sabrina <laughs> um but it meant that my my granddad god bless him when he was alive called her tabitha like from bewitched or something like that yeah oh. and so i'm like no not like the witch but, mm. yeah. but she was gorgeous and she did she was beautiful she would come and line your bed when you needed that extra cuddle and do you need a cuddle and... Catherine is this what's happening <laughs> I can give you I'll give you a cuddle after it's fine she's missing but, the kids but I mean yeah yeah exactly but I mean like they have that real I feel like I have a good intuition yeah and that's what I feel that is what it kind of connection. Um, a connection but I in, in terms of my values like I like the security so I like the security of having a home like cats do mm. but they also have this independence and freedom and they want choice and I have that side of me as well I love that I love that. Thank you. I've got a funny cat story. Yeah. It's a friend of mine. I'm not going to mention names, but... <laughs> so they had a cat that was, like, black. I can't remember what the name was, but anyway. R.I.P. to the cat. It passed oh. away. So then what yeah, they did crazy. is they bought the exact same looking cat <laughs> and called it Casper. And I said, why did you call it Casper? They no. said it's the ghost of the other cat. I was like, one... The cat's black, so Casper the ghost is white, so I don't understand why. Anyway, that really made me laugh. And they get really upset every time I laugh about it. And I see the cat called Casper, and I'm like, this is just funny. Why did you do that? Why don't you just call it the same name as the R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, cat? Exactly. Instead, you've called it Casper, as in the ghost of the cat. So, yeah, that was quite funny. I thought that was oh, a bit replacement freaky. cat. Replacement cat, and then to call it the ghost of the cat, and not even the ghost of the cat, Casper. Anyway, OK, have you ever played the yes-no game, Catherine, or cat? <laughs> Thanks. I do not believe I have. Ah, uh, yes. Okay, are you ready to? I think so. She's already started. You, you've practised, haven't you? Boom. You've been practising this. Okay, this is really serious and I am going to try and trip you up. If you are good, I will speak faster. Okay. To catch you up. Great. Cool, Let's well go. done. Okay, on your marks, get set, go. Do you have children? I do. You're married, aren't you? I am. Your podcast, is it called Life Leverage? Leverage lifestyle, you know that, come on. Do you like kickboxing? I've been inspired by Cole. You well, teach podcasting, don't you? I do. I'm here right now. Do you have a YouTube channel? It's a bit rubbish. I'm your favourite apprentice candidate ever, right? Of course. Way! Well done! Happy turn! I'm so scared about that. 
Do you know what? There's always this part of me when I do that game with everyone. Part of me is like, well done you. The other part is like, oh, I really wish they messed up. <laughs> like, I really wish I caught them out. I'm caught so competitive. Well, this has been fun. Hasn't it? A year on. Ooh. We might have to do part two for all the things we've forgotten to discuss. I'm sure. This was so ad hoc. Like, we were just it like, was. yeah, let's just go with it let's and we'll just do have whatever. Have some fun. Yeah, but it's been fun. Thank you very much. Thanks very much. Thank hey, you. Thank you. Thanks. Cats Turner. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>